You're listening to the Pucks and Nucks Podcast with Man Dan. A bouncing puck, he pounces on it, he puts it home quickly past Bennington. Here's Pedersen, hanging on, Quinn Hughes arrives, back it goes, side door, a shot scored, what a beauty, tick, tack, goal, Troy Stetcher. Now the horn, one-timer scores, Brock Besser, power play goal, 4-0 Vancouver. Jay Beagle to the dead in front, scores! everyone, welcome to episode 19 of Pucks and Nucks, as always Matt and Dan here. Uh, just a quick thing to start off the show, got our numbers in from last week and uh, with our interview with uh, Al Murdoch and our views are through the roof, uh, highest views we've had since episode 9, so uh, obviously Al was a big factor in that and uh, we had a great interview with him, so I'm glad that a lot of people tuned in to listen to what he had to say and hear his voice and, our, and uh, yeah, talk about how the boys have been rolling. And if for some strange reason you're listening to this episode and you haven't heard the Al Murdoch episode, which I would be shocked if that's the case, uh, go check it out because, like Daniel said, fantastic interview. It was probably one of the best ones we've done, though, and the coolest ones we've done. But uh, yeah, Dan, I think we have some more pressing issues to talk about. Yeah, so let's dive into this. Like, uh, obviously, a huge game from the Canucks last night. Six-two um, victory to take the series in six. And yeah, now we got Vegas coming up on uh, Sunday night. From a standpoint, we we look pretty far from uh, from the goal, obviously. But the fact that this team, who uh, was not in a playoff spot when the coronavirus break happened. And then uh, to win the play-in in the first round against the Stanley, defending Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues, uh, I think this is a win for the Canucks, no matter how the train ends. Oh, absolutely. And and I think, I don't want to say it gets easier from here, because obviously it's the playoffs and, and it's tough. But physicality-wise, I don't think another team that we'll end up facing will match what St. Louis did. Um, they're probably the toughest team physicality wise throwing hits you know stuff like that and I felt especially in game six and a little bit in game five the Canucks kind of matched that you could see up until then you know on the four check they'd come in blues would go d to d and then the whoever the first f1 the forward was um would just fly by and go to the guy who has the puck whereas in games five and six I found that they were they were actually pressing more, and when that Blues defenseman made that D to D pass or that pass up the boards, the forward was still there finishing his check, and that's something I think helped get get us through the team. Because if you looked, I mean, the hit totals were 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 close throughout for most, the most part, but the the hits the Canucks were throwing weren't very big. And then game five and six, they were throwing them on the forecheck really hard. And you saw Beagle do it like throughout the series. You know, he had a couple guys going. Roussel, I love Antoine Roussel. I gave him a follow on Instagram after this series. I love the guy. Guys just flying around. Um, 
And yeah, like, you know, game, like, like I said, game five and six, they were much more aggressive on the four check. And I think that is a big reason why they had so much success. Well, yeah, I think that and uh, just the whole bottom six in general. Like, yeah, I'm assuming. I don't know the actual number, but I'm assuming the bottom six outscored the the top six in, in at least the last two games. Mott four goals in two games. Uh, Vertanen got on the board for the for his first uh, playoff goal. Uh, Roussel, yeah, like Roussel, got on there a couple times. Holy smokes! Like like if you want to talk about the backbone of this, so I was on Twitter. Uh, most all of almost all of game five and then uh, a little bit of game six I didn't really care to see what was going on on Twitter because everyone was probably just talking about how we're gonna go to the Stanley Cup final and this and that and I didn't, I didn't want people jumping to conclusions but uh yeah like if you want to talk about a standalone performance I'm looking on Twitter and these people are like oh my god if it wasn't for Tyler Mott we wouldn't have won game five or oh my god this we got you know we're throwing the body around we got 14 shots in the first seven minutes no, none of that. None of that. like it was strictly because of Jacob Markstrom. I cannot stress this enough how much he kept us in the game, especially um, game 5. That this is exactly what I'm talking about. Last night he obviously played on real, but game 5 was uh yeah. was I think was more important obviously because I didn't want to go down 3-2 after being up 2 nothing and then, you know, th- them being on a three-game heater. So game 5 was way more important and he just he just stood out when when he needed to. He, this guy was sprawling with the pad left, right and center. Uh, when it deflected off the ref and the guy had a, had a slapper um, from the circle and, and he just sprawled across with the blocker. Um, like, shit I've never seen before. Like, the, he was he was playing out of his mind. And we talked about this, how um, game four against Minnesota, you know, he, he lets in three weak ones and then we just win because we outscore the team, right? But he obviously didn't play good. And then now we got, we got nights like this where the players... Are, uh, not that they played bad in Game Five, they they came out flat footed, and then Mar- you know Markstrom kept them in. It easily could have been six one in the second period. So, um, you know, it's just good that you know you don't have to rely on your forwards the whole game because you you know you got a goalie who can who can help you out from time to time. I know you just said you don't you don't ever see saves like that. I mean, you should come watch one of my games. I make saves like that all day every day. It's light work, man. Come on. Yeah, but you're not stopping uh, Ryan O'Reilly, I don't think. I yeah, mean, but stopping, uh, I'm I'm still facing. Uh, shout out to my my Juvie team. If anybody on that team is listening, I face about 55, 60 shots a night. It's terrible. It's just awful. Yeah, paper plates for defensemen or what? <laughs> no, I mean it, it's 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 you know what it's it's just there for the, we're there for the good time. Like we don't really care. Um, it's fun. I have fun. I had fun playing last year, and like I said, if anybody's listening from that team, it's a great year. Hopefully. Hopefully we get to do it again this year. I don't know what minor hockey's doing with uh, with COVID, but anyways, uh, yeah, Jacob Markstrom, spectacular. Um, I know I was talking to my dad during Game Five, and like he kept them in it, and you could just see the guys for the most part. I mean, you still had a couple guys going. I think JT Miller was still going. Like I we mentioned, Jay Beagle was was still kind of throwing his body around. You know those those grinders, Roussel, like they were still going. Um, but Markstrom is what really kept us in it. And then those saves Markstrom makes that allows for, you know, some couple guys to gain some confidence. Miller gets the goal from Vertan in there. And right then I think the guys, all the guys are like, oh shit, something clicks. And we're, they're like, oh shit, we're right in this game. And then from there, it's just no looking back. I mean, like without Markstrom, I think this team would be, would be quite lost. And I think whatever... You know, obviously within reason, whatever Jim Benning decides to give him, if he does give him something, which I don't see why he wouldn't, 
I think it's justified. Obviously, that's within reason. We don't want to sign him for a an eight by eight by six contract because I think that's a little bit too much. But you know, if he gets a little more money than than we were expecting, I think I think it's justified. I think so too. Uh, Jim Benning talked to after the the Winnipeg exhibition game, and he said that. He talked to Jacob, and he's like, listen, we're just going to play the postseason, and we'll, we'll get you sorted out after. And I think that's the right approach, right? You let him you let him prove yourself. You know, you can really tell a man's value in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, he's just stood on his head. So uh, he should have a nice deal coming his way. And, and like you said, totally justified. Even even if it's, you know, more money but less less term, like less years, shorter contract, I mean, like, it's not a bad thing, right? So yeah, I just don't see him signing for anything less than four years, though, right? Yeah, no, no, I, I think, I think, but who knows? Maybe you get him for three, but a little bit more money, right? We'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure Jim will work something out that's reasonable. Hopefully, he doesn't pull a Louis Erickson, and and yeah, I, like I said, I think it's justified. But there's one, there's one guy I do want to talk, but we mentioned him a couple of times because. I know going into these playoffs, we, me and you always talk, you know, like, oh, it's too bad we didn't have Derek Dorsett or like a player like Derek Dorsett. Does does Antoine Roussel kind of fit that build or do you see him more as like an Alex Burrows or how, how like not as good as Burrows, obviously, but like we're like, is Roussel that guy we were talking about? Like, do we, I mean, because he, he, what, he scored two goals. He fought Sammy Blay. I'm pretty sure he well, he made him come back with a busted his face. Fist, yeah. Busted his face. Him. He's out there throwing hits. The guy's just running around. He's got his chin strap done up so tight, <laughs> cutting off his circulation. I mean, like, I, like, like, I love the guy. Like, seriously, I genuinely love the way he plays. He's just a hardworking guy, and and you need the guys like that on your team. But like, is he, is he that guy, or at least part of that guy? You know, like maybe he's not the 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 most skilled guy but you know like he's there and like you know he's there you see him on the ice I, I thought he had a great series too I think he is that guy and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why I think he's that guy because every whistle he's up in your grill he's got the tightest chin strap he's beaking you off he's giving you cross checks and he's he's scoring dirty goals and you know what how many goals have we seen this series where we're like holy smokes that was a laser like Quinn Hughes did it once Besser had it last time the powerpoint we're gonna touch on that even um, Stetcher like, had a nice shot last night too. Yeah, but Beagle like, had a nice like, shot. Unreal goals have we seen? Like even Pedersen's goals, like he batted one into the air. Like that's grinder. JT had the most grinder goal I've ever seen. I think where I. Am I where am I getting at with this? I'm getting that Roussel has a couple goals in him, and and we just need goals, man. Goals are goals, and and I don't want a Derek Dorsett in the playoffs because I need a guy who can still play hockey. And I yeah. feel like Antoine Roussel can still play hockey, and he and he's proved it, right? He's he's in the corners, he's shoving guys, post whistle, pre whistle during the, during the play. He's just he's just a little weasel. Like he runs around. Hate, like I would hate him if he wasn't on our team. He runs around like a rooster. That's what, literally what he is. They call him rooster. That's what they call him. He it's runs. Money. He runs and around. I, yeah. No, I think he is that guy. I think he is. He's yeah. I mean, he's he was fantastic. I mean, just I mean, obviously, he's not going to be like. Pedersen or, or or Besser fantastic but for a guy his skill level like like he was good I I genuinely enjoyed watching like he was noticeable when he was on the ice and and yeah I, I was was just I was loving it I was loving it let me let me throw this at you now everyone on Twitter was loving the shotgun Jake everyone was had the beers going uh, when the Roxy scored. was going nuts. The Roxy was was up in arms. Yeah, <laughs> has is this the best Jake Vertanen we've ever seen? Forget about Game Five and scoring because 
I mean, that that goal, you know, that, that's got to be stopped. Um, but last night, he was bolting past guys with speed we've never seen before. Well, I was just going to say, like, we were talking with Mitchell Wilson, and you said it, we drafted Jake in 2014, and this is the first time we've seen his speed. Like, like, like why is that? Like, I feel like, well, we know he hasn't been bought into to everything that's no. been said. We know he's had his problems. And, you know, I don't remember exactly what we said. We weren't impressed with this whole celebrities incident, but... We said that this is a guy that we just want to like see develop at the playoffs and, and, and like see, is there any value here at all? Or is it just dead weight? And I thought for the longest time this was dead weight, dead weight, dead weight. But last night, he, he blew by like three, four defenders. He was getting pucks to the net. He, he, he's missed quite a few shots this series. Like, like he's just got to hit the net from, the, from yeah. the range he's been shooting at. But, I mean, he scored one. He assisted one. Um, if Mott gave him a pass earlier on in the game last night, he yes. could have scored the first yes, goal. Yes, he could have, yeah. And I don't know, man. I just I, I loved what I saw from for what I yeah what I saw from him last night. And it, if he can bring that every night or even every second night, like I'm I'm fine with him staying staying in a in a blue and green jersey. Well, that's exactly it. And I think there's never been a doubt to his potential. It's just a matter of can he get going and can he buy into it. And I know you, you, you know the, the the first goal he scored on Jake Allen there. You know Jake Allen's cheating, but for him to pick that spot, like that's pretty impressive. Like you said, for a guy who hasn't been hitting the net, for him to take that shot and put it in, like that's pretty impressive. Yes, Jake Allen shouldn't have been cheating. He probably should have stayed on the post and stopped that. But I think that gives him the confidence now because he scores that goal, and it's a whole other guy now. Like you said, I mean we we didn't see him blowing by guys up until last night. And ever since he scored his goal, the guy's been going. Like he's been grinding, he's been getting in the corners. And and I and I think I think he's if he keeps going like this, if you like even if you said, you know, every other night if we can see this, at least I I wouldn't be mad keeping him in the lineup. And and this goes to my next question to you is Tofoli's going to come back soon. And I know we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Where where does he go? Because you look down the you look down the lineup on the right side there. Louis Erickson, okay, you know, everyone says he's overpaid six million dollars, but at the end of the day, forget the money, he hasn't been doing bad. Yeah, it's playoffs. Um, you gotta forget about the cap. Yeah. Cap means nothing right now. You figure that all out in the offseason. Yeah, Jake Vertanen, like we just talked about, he seems like he's going now. Obviously you can't touch your your top six at all. Uh, Gaudet had some chances. He's been playing. He's been playing well. A couple games. He came in. Uh, Beagle scored a nice goal. We talked about Mott and Roussel both going right. So the only guys left. Do, do you take him out for Brandon Sutter? Because I know Sutter was on for that. I think he was on for that tic tac go- uh, tic tac toe goal they scored yeah, last he night. Gave the last pass, yeah. which I think was one of the nicest goals in the series, in my opinion. Yeah, me as well. Um. You know, but at the end of the day, he's also been kind of, he's looked kind of slow out there, especially last night. I don't know if you noticed, he looked really slow, like he was a step behind. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, we would probably say that about guys like Tyler Mott, too, if he didn't score four goals in the last two games, right? We, like, we, him and Jay Beagle, we thought had zero value to this team until uh, the last couple of games. So I'm not going to put, you know, I'm not going to start counting my eggs before they hatch. But No, exactly. I think the best bet is, I think, you know what, I loved how Louie played 
And I don't even think about him as a $6 million man, like you said. I think about him as a $2 million man. And in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You have a roster. There's no trades. There's no free agency. This is it. You figure all that shit out later. But I just think uh, I think that Louis, you know, he, he battles in the corners. You can get another guy to do that, right? You could, that yeah. could be your Tyler Mott. That could be your Brandon Sutter. And then you bring in a Toffoli to play in the top six. Maybe sub him for Pearson on that line with Horvat. I think it's a move that has to be made because I don't I don't know if I touch the bottom six that they've been playing. Yeah, uh, it, I I think I think it's good because now with Toffoli coming back, it adds a little bit of extra depth. Because even if uh, like I'm not saying don't take Louis out, but I'm saying you know I think it's down to him and Sutter. You take one of those two out, and I think you know okay. So say you put Toffoli in for Louis. And then Sutter's not going. Okay, throw Louis back in for Sutter. You know, I think those two, I think those two are very interchangeable. Um, like you said, it, it you could probably find another guy to do it. So I think Toffoli coming back only helps us and gives us a lot more options. But yeah, I, I'm just curious to see what Travis does now with a winning lineup that's been rolling the past two games. You know, I, I would hope that Toffoli only helps us. But does does Travis maybe wait a game to see, like you know, give Stefoli some extra time to rest, or does he throw him right in against Vegas? Well, we don't know. Uh, we don't know what the what it's looking like. We heard he could have been back for Game Seven if that was going to happen, which is um, which, which is now Game One. Yeah, right. So I think Game One, Game Two. If Toffoli, I think as soon as he's healthy, he's he's in there. There's no question about that. There's no time to sit around and wait. Um, and I'm going to disagree with you to say that I, I don't think Louie and Sutter are interchangeable because um, they play Sutter on, on PK1, I believe. And uh, he's, a hu- he's a huge part of that. And he helped kill that penalty at the very that end. That is true. Of, uh, that is true. I forgot of, uh, about the penalty kill. There. Um, in the second, at the end of the second period, he, he, do- he blocked a shot, then dove to get it out of the zone, and the boys got fired up for that one. So... Um, I'm gonna say Sutter over Erickson just because of the the PK, and then also throw Toffoli on the. Also, another reason he's an upgrade is you throw him on the second power play unit that hasn't done anything. Yes, and I and I totally did forget about the penalty kill. I, my mind, I wasn't even thinking. I was strictly thinking five on five there. Okay, say something. Say you know, but say Sutter's not going well for a couple games. Like like you know, it's nice to have Louis there because you know if you need him, he'll go in right. I, I, I do agree with you actually. I, I would keep Sutter over over uh over Louis be just strictly because of the penalty kill and and I think he's he takes a face off on the penalty kill too, right? Because he's 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 technically a centerman, no? It's him and it's him and uh Mott and then Beagle gets in there sometimes. With, uh Roussel goes too, I think. No. Yeah. yeah. And then Hor- even Horvat sometimes I've seen they put him on the PK and I, I I like that honestly. Like he he seems smart enough to, to know where to be. And uh, if your captain's blocking shots, like that sends a message to the rest of the roster, right? Like if 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 Bo's if Bo's not too good enough to be blocking shots, then everyone should be blocking shots. You know what I mean? Yeah, and kind of confusing too because Travis is throw. I swear to God, he's thrown out a different line every shift each game. Well, game or, five, uh, game we five, had eight and game six, line, yeah, uh, eight different line combinations. So that was kind of like a, a you know feel it out sort of thing. And and you know, like you said, we might even see that in game one. Oh, let's see uh, what who's working together, and then who we can put in the press box, and who's going to come back on the ice for game two, and then you know we'll figure it all out. And who knows? Maybe they'll you know maybe Toffoli was only going to play seven because it's game seven and we need the win. 
Whereas now it's game one, maybe they rest them a little bit more. Would you? Well, I don't think it's a matter of resting. Like he's obviously not fatigued in any way. No, but it's I mean, like let him of, let him heal yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, but at the same time, it's the playoffs. Guys play with broken jaws. Well, exactly. Edler, yeah. Edler cut it. You see, Edler, he's got a, he got all sewed up. There. Knock some sense into him. Yeah, um, but let's talk about something we do agree on here. Um, something we were talking about after Game Four when the power play went zero for seven. And we were like, "Holy smokes! Uh, why is Besser the down low guy? Why is it? Why is JT the high guy and Best down low? Why? Why isn't that the other way around?" And hey, look what happens in Game Six. JT's down low, Best is up top in the OV spot, and he smashes it home at like ninety six miles an hour. Well, especially, yeah, it didn't make sense to me too because JT Miller's not even on the the right side for a one timer. Like him and Pedersen are both lefties, so Pedersen's on the right side for the one timer. And Miller's on the left side. He doesn't get a one-timer there. Like, why would you not bring Besser up, have two options for a one-timer there? And sure enough, they feed him and, and they put it in. Um, I think that was, a, that was a smart move. The breakout still makes me nervous every time. Every time that breakout just makes me nervous. That needs a lot of work. Um, but, yeah, I, it was good. It was good to see that Besser finally got one, too. After after his little goalless drought there, because he had a good series against Minnesota, uh, mm-hmm. he had he had oh, yeah. four assists up until his or maybe even more, I don't know. But you know, it's not like he was playing bad, but he was just kind of quiet. And and it's good to see he finally got one. Uh, I'm very happy for him. Yeah, I, which is funny because everyone on Twitter is so eager to trade this guy after he doesn't score in like four games, and then Mitchell now he scores Wilson. in the power play. Now Where he scores in the power you? play. Mitchell Wilson. <laughs> Like, man, like, this guy is a young talent. You got to understand, I value him way more than Toffoli. He's, like, a, a, he's a younger, better Toffoli. Why would you not want to keep him? We just signed him to a three-year deal last year. Like, like this is this is the man of the future. This is who's going to be on your top line for hopefully the next, like, six, seven, eight years. I will tell you, though, there is one thing that worries me quite a bit is that he's very injury-prone. You've already well, seen. Yeah, he took that knock. He was out for six weeks this this year. You've already seen it. I mean, obviously, you know, good players, great players will will still perform, but when they're in the game, but you know, he's gonna be out of the lineup. You know, if this continues, I mean, it's. I don't know. I, yeah, well, look at Toffoli right now. What's he doing? He's not in the lineup, well, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. If we're playing the comparison game, then I'm still taking best. And hey, even remember last year, but Pedersen rookie year gets uh, smoked behind the end boards in Florida. Uh, can't even stand up. He, he he's back after a week uh, when he got his knee tangled up with uh, the guy in Montreal. Kakaniemi. He uh, yeah he gets up and uh, he's back in a week. Like it's all right. Besser Besser's uh, the whole rib whatever contusion he had that was just very awkward and uh, you're not going to see a hit like that in hockey for like you might see that once a season where you get rammed in the boards like that and and you know you really do some some damage more than like just some bruising so i'm i'm really not concerned about it too much and I, he's still my guy going going forward yeah i i think it's more st louis saw how he played against Minnesota, what he did, you know, he was scoring the dirty goals, and I think they took that away from him. But the minute they, you know, they switched him up on the power play, gave him a little bit more open ice to move, um, I think St. Louis didn't know what to do, to be honest, especially on the power play there. I mean, it's just, 
just fantastic to see. Like I said, I say it again. It's great to see that he got one. Yeah, and he almost had a couple. And I'm trying to remember here. I think it was game three in overtime. He hadn't registered a shot, I think. And he and then he put I think two or three on net, and they all almost went in. So you know he was getting his chances in game three at in overtime there and. And I figured it was just a matter of time, to be honest, because, I mean, he's Brock Besser. Of course he's going to score goals. Let's talk about, I don't know, I don't know who you have who who's run this series. But for me, it was Bo Horvat and it was Quinn Hughes. Um, and uh, these guys broke a lot of records, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to list a few of them out. There's the... There's the the Pedersen one too. It was the first ten games of his playoff. He equaled the franchise record of Mikael Samuelson or whatever. It's thirteen points, something like that. So mm-hmm. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, uh, Bo Horvat, third player in franchise history to have multiple games in two or more contests. Uh, so that was games uh, one and two. One there. and two, yeah. Uh, Quinn Hughes, one of four under twenty one NHL defensemen to record ten plus points in the first ten NHL playoff games. Uh, and the company he's joined by is, uh, is uh, Al McInnes, Ray Borg, and Scott Stevens. So uh, pretty elite company there. He also set a franchise record for points in a playoff game by a rookie defenseman when he had three assists in game one or two, I forget. Uh, Quinn Hughes joined Pavel Bure and Trevor Linden. I repeat, Pavel Bure and Trevor Linden. <laughs> wow. As the only Canucks rookies to record three or more points in a playoff game. Uh, he is the only rookie defenseman alongside Ray Borg. Stanley Cup champion Ray Borg to record seven points in their first five NHL playoff games. And he almost became the third rookie in NHL history to record a six-point playoff game streak. Yeah, game four was... Game four reminded me a lot of Minnesota game one. Um, Yeah, just flat-footed. Flat-footed, not going. Guys were just kind of standing around. Um, that 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 was the one that really had me worried about how they were playing. Uh, and then... And then after game four and then going down 3-1 in game five, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Um, and, and then, you know, like we talked about, Markstrom makes huge saves. JT Miller gets a dirty one. And there we go. The boys are rolling. That's uh, that's usually how it goes. The dirty ones usually uh, get the job done. Yeah. Is there uh, another record that got broken? Uh, Louis DeBrusque. My guy Louie uh, becomes the 16th person to call 200 NHL games as a color, color analyst for a Canadian network. Out of boy Louie. Yeah, the second best Louie in Rogers' place, I'll tell you that much. Right after my boy Louie Erickson. Uh, yeah, and then obviously some team records got set. So this was our first series win since 2011 when Kevin Bieksa scored the stanchion goal in overtime. And he, will never, and he will never live that down. You see him on Sportsnet. Oh my God, he's he's hilarious. We'll talk about. I want to talk about Kevin Bx on Sportsnet after. Yeah, he's been great. Um, yeah, so first time going to the second round since 2011. Uh, this is the first time he won five postseason games in a row for the, uh, since 2009, which was um, Minnesota game two, three, four, and then St. Louis one and two. Uh, we're actually the last. I don't know if you noticed, but we're the last playing team standing in the West, and the only other one is the, the Islanders. Islanders in the East. Otherwise, it's all round-robin teams. And uh, this is the second time in franchise history Canucks have knocked out the defending Stanley Cup champions the year later. And both of them were in the first round, obviously. Burroughs slaying the Dragon, t- beating the, the 2010 champion Blackhawks in 2011. And then, and then Roussel scoring... Uh, Roussel slaying the Dragon. <laughs> the two Frenchies. 
the two Frenchies, man, getting it done. Yeah, I think so they were pretty, uh, I think they were pretty close when they played, actually, when because I think there was a little bit of an overlap where Roussel and Burroughs were still here together. I think they were. I I, remember, I think they were pretty close, actually. Because he was in Dallas before. Yeah, and I think Roussel. I and I think I think the way Roussel plays actually reminds me a little bit of Alex Burroughs, maybe not. Yeah, as, like a less skilled Alex yeah. Burroughs, but just a get in your face kind of guy. And I yeah. yeah, I've loved every second of it, like you said. And and also. Uh, to any St. Louis Blues fans listening, I will say this until I die. There is only one person that can rock a tinted visor. And it is not David Perron or whoever that other bum on your team is wearing. He's, there's another bum on there that's wearing the tinted visor. It's Alex Ovechkin. And I don't care what you guys think. David Perron is not as good as Alex Ovechkin. And I don't know if he thinks he is with that stupid tinted visor and his white skates. But he's not sick. The guy missed more nets, uh, missed more shots than Jake Vertanen. <laughs> that simple folks every every series every series i pick a guy at minnesota it was stay locked now it's perron who's it gonna be this time it's gonna be uh you're gonna pick on flower your buddy no, flower i can't pick on flower i don't know i've never met an nhl fan who doesn't like mark andre Fleury. i don't think i've ever maybe a couple capitals fans uh maybe some flyers fans but yeah but like i i, I don't know how you can hate mark andre Fleury. I, I love the guy i love him Another thing, I totally this just uh, I just saw this. Canucks are four and zero now in the playoffs against the St. Louis Blues. We've won every series against the St. Louis Blues, and Alex Burrows was the la- was scored the winner last time we played them to sink them, as well. That was twenty ten or, I believe, yeah. Um, just great stats against the the Blues. Yeah, Blues got nothing on us. What can I say? Um, there's another thing we we need to talk about. Anything else about the series? I should say, not this series. But do you want to? I want to kind of touch on uh, some other ones that wrapped up. If that's all right. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So uh, I was I was on Twitter. Seems to be a theme. Yes. Uh, all the stories start with I was on Twitter. I was on Twitter, and uh, the NHL put out this article on August 10th, 2019, and it's basically them interviewing Johnny Goudreau. And I paraphrase when I say this, but uh, he he basically said Cam Talbot and Milan Lucic could be the missing pieces to a Stanley Cup run for the Flames. And here we are a year later with Cam Talbot and Milan Lucic in Flames jerseys, and they're out in six games in the first round. Uh, I was actually very worried when the Canucks were up 3-0 because of the Flames game and how Dallas scored seven straight goals and just... That was it. Nothing else happened. They scored seven straight. Jesus Christ, that's unbelievable. But uh, tough day for the Flames. You know, not every. It's a good kid- day for me though. I won a five-game parlay across the NBA and the NHL. Two-dollar bet paid me nineteen bucks. So. So there's uh, there's half your round, or not half your round, but almost half your round on uh, like a third Monday. of my round. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Math or whatever. Um, yeah, Numbers. that was a great comeback by Dallas there. Like I said, I was a little worried that the Canucks were up 3 nothing because of that game. Uh, who else played? Uh, Islanders. Munch, Island, no Islanders beat swept. the Capitals. No one swept. No one swept. The All series went at least five. My my cup picker is uh, is out, the, the Capitals. Remember I said a while ago, I said the Capitals were going were gonna to take it. I was a bit of a wild card, but didn't didn't pan out. Thought they had a little bit more, but I guess with a fresh Islanders team... And a slick Matt Barzell. Yeah, Burnaby boy. He played unreal that Coquitlam series. Coquitlam boy. No, Coquitlam or Burnaby? Yep, Coquitlam boy. Coquitlam boy. Coquitlam boy. 
Who 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 else ended here? Um, um, Colorado beat uh, yeah that Arizona. Was that was they were just scored fourteen to two in the last two games. Go Yotes. Go Yotes. Uh, uh, Vegas. Who did Vegas beat? Chicago. Five, uh, that was another series. one. That was another one. Was just kind of. It's funny they showed actually they showed um, the Slade the Dragon on Sportsnet. Oh yeah. And because uh, they're like. They're like the last time the Canucks knocked off the defending Stanley Cup champs was Chicago, and I was watching them like it's it's like all the same guys from that year are still on the team this year, pretty much. Like all your big guys, Crawford was in net still. You Taze and Kane were still going, and obviously a couple guys leave, new guys come in, but your core guys were all still the same, which is kind of funny. They've they've kind of been around the whole time. And speaking of Sportsnet, I mentioned it earlier, Kevin Bieksa, just fantastic. Yeah. Just, did oh, you, yeah, did you see the the Edler thing I was talking about? The cl- little package you put together on Edler. Yeah, yeah, and he, he puts it behind his back for the ref. Fantastic! Holy smokes! I was yeah. No, he's myself. a great character, and I listened to the Kess and Juice podcast. Um, they they stopped it when the coronavirus break happened, but um, they've had some great interviews with guys like Darcy Hortachuk and some ex teammates, and then just themselves talking to BX and Kessler are just absolutely hilarious. Um, so uh, and, some great stories from him, and then you know to come on the panel with Ron McLean in, in Toronto, and uh, they're fantastic. Just he's he's just comical. Last night they were fantastic. I think I, nothing against nothing against Anthony Stewart at all, but if they switched him out for Berkey last night, holy smokes! Could you imagine how funny that would have been? Berkey, BXA, Ron McLean. Well, that's how it was. Uh, it was Friedman, them, and then yeah, it was Friedman and, and Kelly McLean. Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would I, I thought I thought that was the they're yeah, no, they do a great job. Yeah. They really do. And 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 they're all they're all good. Even you know, I said take Anthony Stewart out, but even he's good with them too. Uh not and not to say Sportsnet is Sportsnet's a little Toronto biased, but they're not they're no not T S N bad. Anyways, the fact that BX is a Canucks guy, you know, he you saw he had his Bo Horvat socks on. I don't know if you remember that. That was pretty funny. He's always. He was like, it doesn't look like him, but they got the square head right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good to have a, you know, a, a not Toronto guy on on the team, right? Someone, and 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 they just always pick clips from BX's playing time too, and uh, it's just oh, it's fantastic. It actually makes me enjoy the intermission. Like I actually, when he's on, like I actually enjoy watching the intermission. Yeah. No, intermission would always be time to. Go grab another beer or go go fold some laundry or do something you had to do. And now I got I gotta watch it. It's yeah. it's awesome. He's, he is about. he is just fantastic. Um, do, well, do you want to talk about this next series coming up? What's 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 your take on it? What what do you think? Yeah. So obviously we got an uphill battle. Um, we're actually the biggest underdogs on the on the money line. Um, out of any other series, but I mean that's expected. We have no business. Wow being a top eight team in the nhl right now a top eight a last eight team standing um but this team has proven everyone wrong um and now we're up against uh the best team in the west so i mean this is a team we wanted to avoid last round and we did but obviously you gotta you gotta play the best to 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 be the best so it's you know we can't have a fairy tale ride the whole time we we beat the stanley cup champs now we got to beat these guys who are probably the front runners for this year's and uh yeah i don't know man i i'm excited to see how we play game one i think that'll really you know say a lot i mean you know if we're in the series or not and you know what what's got to be fixed in the lineup if we get to foley back um i'm just excited to watch it i'm 
I mean, you're getting playoff hockey on your birthday. You never thought I've never in my not even playoff hockey, NHL hockey, and I get to see playoff hockey on my like that's just fantastic. Um, it's Tuesday, so if anybody wants to send that Louis Erickson jersey or that Edler jersey or or even a Roussel jersey, I'll take a Roussel jersey now. Um, just uh, send it my way Tuesday. Um, but a pint, a big pint. You can finally drink. Yes, He's never had a beer before. This guy. <laughs> yeah, you're. He's gonna try beer yeah. for the first time. To- First time on Tuesday. Dan's just Dan's just giving me a hard time here. This guy likes to give me a hard time. Um, what was I gonna say now? Oh, my my thoughts on the series. Um, I think if we play like we did in Game Six, I'm not gonna say we're gonna win the series, but I think if we, for the most most of the games, play how we did in Game Six, I think we can take it to six or seven. I I genuinely believe that this Canucks team can take the Golden Knights to six or seven. I'm not saying we're going to win in six or seven, but I can see the series going to six or seven because they they can do it. And, and obviously they can win. I mean, anything like I, I feel like I've said this every episode for the past four episodes now is anything can happen. I mean, nobody was expecting us to beat the Blues to be even close to the Blues. And and we pulled that off. And I don't think the Golden Knights. Oh, I don't. I know the Golden Knights won't be as physical as the Blues. That's for sure. Um, so it'll be a little bit easier in that sense, but I think if we need to keep forechecking hard, you know, it's cliche. You hear them say it in, in the interview because every NHL interview is the same. But you got to do the little things, you know, get the pucks in deep, finish your checks. Oh, it's, you know, just uh, getting pucks. That and uh, you know, and cycling in the corner, you know, uh, and and you know, and you know. and you got to snort like like this and uh, and wipe your nose and. And, you know, Coach, uh, he's telling us, uh, you know, we got to get the pucks in deep and we got to finish our checks because, you know, um, they're, they're big boys and, uh, and you know, we got to compete with them. Um, but anyways, uh, back to Ron McLean and the panel. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll go – I think it'll go deep. The Canucks will play. I think they'll, they got their momentum now. I think it'll go deep. And I think, I think they'll, they'll give Vegas to run for the money, that's for sure. Yeah, no, this isn't going to be a walk in the park for either team. I think, uh, I think uh, it's it's. I mean, this is obviously a harder series than the Blues. They got a lot more star power, uh, better in net. That's for sure. Um, so deeper in net. I went deeper, deeper in net. Deeper, deeper in net. Um, so I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle. But if anyone's up to it, you know, it's this Canucks team, this 2019-20 Canucks team. You can never rule out guys like Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson. Like I just listed off all the records they broke. Like what's next for these guys? You know, like imagine when after he gets four seasons under his belt, what's he going to look like? Right. So this is all uh, this is all house money for the Canucks. Now I'll say that this is all house money. Yeah. Anything anything from here on out is just extra playoff experience. Um, I'm I'm quite content with this run to this point um and and obviously travis green said they're not here for experience but you know they're not the favorites uh, and it's going to be a tough one for them to pull this off and then they're going to have to play colorado or who's the other team dallas so colorado's probably colorado who's a very good team um but to fully got a hat trick against colorado so we'll see when he was with la but like you mentioned, Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, there's going to be more space for them. You know, guys aren't going to be, you know, riding them and, and throwing them face first into the ice with no penalties. Uh, or, you know, I felt like every time the Blues were hitting, they were leaving their feet, too. That's another thing. You know, if it was like 
I felt like they were always off their feet. But anyways, we won. You can say what you want about the referee, and it was horrendous for the most part of the series. But that's okay because we won. We don't need to talk about that. Um, but there's going to be more room for those guys, and I'm I'm interested to see what they can do with with a little bit more space. You know, you, you see even Pedersen's walking around guys holding on the puck for 30 seconds while I'm sitting at my TV yelling, shoot, shoot, shoot. And sure enough, he knows better than I do. Uh, he's obviously got something planned. So we'll see. I, like I said, there's going to be more ice. It's going to be a faster series for sure, and it's going to definitely be some good hockey. Yeah, to wrap things up here, Matt, is there anything else you want to touch on? I think uh, I think we know Canucks got an uphill battle, but it's house money. And uh, Oh, yeah, well, last thing I want to say. Did you see? Did you watch the the press conference post game with Travis Green after the after the game after game six? No, I did not. Actually, I did not. Cause he, he, I don't know what he said, but he's like, "Oh, Vancouver, Beth, you know, great city. Uh, my, the fans back home are fired up right now." He's like, "The city's on," and he was gonna say fire, and then he starts laughing, <laughs> and then he starts saying, "It's like, yeah, they're really excited at home." <laughs> Uh, you know why I didn't uh, I didn't uh, watch the interview? Because I hopped right on uh, PGA Tour 2K21. Uh, fantastic game. If anybody's on the fence about buying that game, you really should. Like it is just if you if you play golf and like you know you love being out on the course, like it's it's good. And and I think if Daniel and I aren't gonna be playing right when we finish recording this episode, we'll definitely be playing later tonight. Um, as Daniel nods his head, so. Great game. Uh, I think this is where I can close off here by saying that PJ Tour 2K21 is a fantastic game and you should buy it if you are on the fence about buying it. I think so as well. Go Canucks go and we'll see you guys next week. You can never know what it's like. Your blood like winter freezes just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely light that shines from you. You'll wind up like the wreck you hide behind that mask you use. And did you think this fool could never Look at me, I'm coming back again I got a taste of love in a simple way And if you need to know while I'm still standing You just fade away Don't you know I'm still standing Better than I ever did Looking like a two